0: This is great. Chilling by the ocean. Waves crashing. Drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those TIE The sun is out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Me Show right now. Right now.
1: the rebel alliance
2: call of the brick city blockade ap5 has an idea hello there and welcome back to our recap series of um the star wars movies leading up to rise of skywalker uh today we just watched and are going to be reviewing revenge of the sith which is the end of the prequel trilogy um this uh, recap series is actually going a lot faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's going to be very fun talking about this one. This is easily one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah. So oh, yeah. starting off, same format. Um, except this time it's going to be five um takeaways we had from it. Um, so Robin, if you want to start your five takeaways from. Actually, no, Sean, you can start. Your five takeaways from Revenge of the Sith. You started last time.
3: Oh, that's right. Because I told him to start the last time. Yeah, thanks, Anyways, Revenge uh, of the Sith. Uh, one of my favorite movies of, of the prequels and of the Star Wars uh, tri- uh, yeah, trilogy all together. and they get fantastic. Um, it was... I think, those, I think we all have those moments going to see Revenge of Sith in theaters. And it's so iconic mm-hmm. for the... Especially for an ending uh, like The Empire yeah. Strikes Back and Revenge of Sith. It's going to be the same thing for The Rise of Skywalker. And I think going in to see The Rise of Skywalker, I think it's going to be similar emotional scale with... Uh, it,
2: it's going to have one, a bittersweet feel to it.
3: Mm. Like It's like being like... Because there's always the third. It's Rise of Skywalker is the third. Revenge of the Sith is the third of it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is the third. And well, Return of the Jedi is the third. Oh, return of the Jedi, sorry.
2: I was about to say, you're forgetting one.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you told me I was going to recap Empire, whatever it is. Your it, fault, Andrew. Return, it is your fault. Return, it's
2: Return of the Empire.
3: Return of the Empire. <laughs> return, of the Empire. <laughs> return of the Empire, okay. Technically? Uh, yes. Uh, anyways, for my top five, I guess um, mm-hmm. uh, start from number five, and uh, especially one of my favorite scenes in that movie is I'll go straight to it. It's when Anakin uh, meets uh, Chancellor Palpatine in the the theater area, mm-hmm. and and I never. Before I never thought of the the scene to be so powerful, but as I rewatched it, it was it's such a powerful scene. It's he's one tu- of the best he's...
2: scenes in Star Wars in general,
3: and mm. and I, I love it because he, when Anakin he see seems like he he wants to go to the dark side. I mean, he's com- mm-hmm. complicated uh, about it, and especially when Palpatine talks about uh. Plagueis and his power oh. it's so it's so interesting to see anakin's face of uh, face expression when he hears about it because uh the jedi because pop Pal- says the jedi never ta- talks about uh dark with and his power and how powerful he was right I mean, right and especially for the for everyone because non-people knew uh, I didn't know Darth Plagueis as a kid when I was going to see Doris uh, when I went to see this movie in theaters and it was, right. it was so but now seeing it a couple of times before it's like really t- they're really going uh, George Lucas really went to Legends to that for Oh Darth 100% Plagueis. It's such an iconic scene alone uh, mm-hmm. for number my number four has to be A very specific scene that I noticed when the the, not the final moment, but the final uh, the final moment when Anakin says, "May the Force be with you, to Obi Wan, when he leaves. Yeah, I think that scene is very important because Mm -hmm. good point. It 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 changes their relationship right after. It's like before it was like he was still, but. as he's, after that scene, like, very, uh, the relationship flipped, like, very, very fast, and went downhill so fast.
2: That was the last time he saw his brother on the light side. Until Return of the Jedi, but
3: still. And especially, um, during the fight, he still, uh, he still says, uh, my master to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Which is very, which Will be my uh, number one scene, but I would just want to. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! My my spoiler alert. Uh, is that number four for me? Yes. Uh, number three has to be uh, the opening space battle. I mean,
2: easily one of the best ones.
3: It's it's one of the space ba- one of the best space battles in Star's uh, history. To me, I think it's done beautifully i think it did better than the oldest space battles, and i and the whole scene alone it it it's it like it never stops like you never you never think to stop because they it just flows scene especially in the end when they're uh crashing down on uh course right was yes. the course yeah Carson. yes All right. um
0: there's a difference between Coruscant and Croissant. I say, did I say
3: Croissant? I thought I said croissant. You said Croissant. <laughs>
2: Coruscant. Coruscant. Someone,
3: Coruscant,
2: Coruscant whatever I said. Someone's hungry.
3: Yeah, I am a little hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, n-
2: my
3: n- number two has to be,
2: <laughs> I think,
3: the, inter- the introduction to general viewers. Uh, and I think his scenes alone for General Grievous is like after the death scene of Count Dooku, mm-hmm. because He's all the Jedi who hasn't seen Seth? But anyways, Five,
2: uh, five-year-olds maybe or they're just getting into Star Wars.
3: Well, that's very specific,
0: Andrew.
3: you're saying, yeah, yeah. Um, spoiler alert: Count Dooku dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, for General Grievous, I think, I mean, for him to be, you know, uh, be the power of the uh, Sith in the Jedi mind is so weird, especially because uh, Darth Sidious is a undertone of not he just under the rug, uh-huh. no, no one knows where he is or what he's doing or who he is, and and everyone thinks it's, it's General Grievous, and I think that made General Grievous a little more. Uh, courage to his character and how powerful mm-hmm. he was. I mean, I love General Grievous in the the original the original Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they did and better. I wish George did better, and Sith, which it was all right from. I mean, his death was pretty weak, but he did get get shot and his eyes got tur- turned into flames and just combusted. Which is kinda cool to see him die like that, but
2: it could have been a better death
3: though. It was I mean you say think it's Obi-Wan, one of the greatest. So mm-hmm. I mean uh and for my number one scene, uh I don't think it would I think it's like half it's more of Obi Wan and execute order sixty six. I can't talk them both. I think they're pl- both both placed number one for me. Uh I think both scenes are very important. Uh exquor sixty six uh did everything that like a move like a move like a movie that would flip. Okay, Robin?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, did you he just say something?
0: No, for all the people out there.
2: Hoopla! Sounds like a, a
0: whole lot of hoopla. <laughs> hoopla. It does. <laughs> hoopla!
3: Hoopla! Uh,
0: uh, continue, <laughs> continue, because Andrew's antics are fucking this up. But continue.
3: Thank you, Andrew. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Sounds like a lot of order sixty-six. <laughs> order sixty-six was a lot of hoopla. It <laughs> really was. It was. was. And in the in the in the Jedi way and and just and it was just so just so cool to see everyone. I mean, I think Jordan Lucas has never done something like like that, like
2: not serious like that.
3: No, not se- yeah. I mean, it was like it's him basically put pressing a red button and just blowing up the the Jedi. Pretty
2: much. That's what
3: it, that's what it basically was. And yep. And so and. The clones couldn't do anything because, of course, they were microchipped. The, and the the brains were planted, except for a few. For a few, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole scene. The whole scene alone just gave me chills when uh, when Palpatine's like "execute order 66.
2: It's the music mean, that really sets it off. Yeah, that that is, I think, one of the best. Pieces of music John Williams created for Star Wars. Besides, like, Duel of the Fates or Battle of the Heroes, um, the Order 66 theme is easily one that you could just sit and listen to. Mm, it's and so you, true. And stuff like that. And I don't know. It seems like he just had one more song he or theme he needed to put in. And it's like, How do I, what do I put in this this scene here? And he just nailed it out of
0: the park.
3: Yeah, he did. Totally. Um, yeah, I'll...
2: Um, (laughs) um, So that's all for your stuff for Revenge of the Sith. Um, Robin, your top five for Revenge of the Sith.
0: So, in terms of my top five, I think I have to start with the opening um, scene in *Revenge of the Sith* itself. Um, just the way that that film kicks off is just absolutely fantastic. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> Andrew's looking at his phone, I, I don't even want—I don't even want to know what he's doing. Um, Probably. Oh, you're all okay. <laughs> well, this is. <laughs> you guys started Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people now see the, uh, before i continue let me just tell people that our um big willy blockade uh posting group that we're in uh, that, that's the name of it um we send gifs most of the time um so if if we're off track it's not because we're it's off the, track It's the easiest we are way off
3: though track usually though,
0: communicate, though. <laughs> it really is um but if we're it seems we're off track it's because we are off track yeah. um but anyway, I think that the opening scene to Revenge of the Sith is probably at my number five. It's one of, it's my favorite intro to any Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it's the only one where it's like right, besides the last Jedi, where yeah. it's like right into the action.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep, essentially.
2: And it's a continuous shot. It when is. Anakin and Obi-Wan's Starfighters come in and it's just a continuous shot through the Star Destroyer down into the battle.
0: Yep. Yep. And then um, number four for me um, is, and I mean, it's. A, I don't know if you can count this because it was a deleted scene. What do? You, what is your rule? Do you think? Deleted
2: um, scenes are not canon.
0: <sighs> but it's my favorite part.
2: It's the shock you one, isn't it?
0: Well, no, which shock? Like, no. It's, oh,
3: yeah, I, I totally forgot the
0: T. It's the one where all of the all the Rebellion leaders, resi- you know, the, the Republic leaders come together.
2: That I'll kind of consider canon.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like... I, I feel thought like you were talking
2: could've... about General Grievous killing Shakti.
0: Oh, no, 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 because, no, no.
2: Because the actual canon death is Anakin does kill her.
0: Yeah, Anakin kills her, correct. Um, mm-hmm. No, but that moment in particular, I know it's considered a deleted scene, but I think that it's so important to... Um, not just this story, but to where we head going forward. Especially Uh, with the rebellion. With the rebellion in particular, because Bail Organa and Mon Mothma are right there. They're seeing everything progress as they are. They they get the first word from Padme in particular, Queen Amidala herself of Naboo, that this is the stuff that's happening right now, and that the political climate is changing. And it's time that we prepare something that's more drastic and ready to move in case, as we know, Chancellor Palpatine... (laughs) Um, acts upon where he's heading uh, in terms of his political beliefs, um, which I think is very important. The politics of Star Wars is something that I think um, we'll talk about later with our Make It or Break It. But um, I I think that that was very important. Um, Number three for me, is the end of the film itself when Obi Wan is staring off and looking at Emperor and Uncle Owen, and they're holding baby Luke, and you see, I, 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 I cry, I cry like a baby every time I see that because I know what happens, and you look at it and you know what happens in A New Hope, it's, it's just, I'm not looking at that phone right now. <laughs> um, it, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at the ending. No, 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 no. But uh, let me get through this, and then I'm going to look at it and I'm going to laugh hysterically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sean you jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding. Number 2 for me um is the moment when Yoda's sitting with Obi-Wan and he says to him, you know, in solitude training I have for you. An old friend has returned into the force. Um has learned his path basically to, you know, coming back and I think that It's funny because there are little things here, like the end of the film leads up to a new hope. It gives you, Mm -hmm. you know, that sense of hope that, um, this child will become something someday. And then in that moment, it's like, okay, that's basically teasing exactly what this Kenobi series is going to be about. Oh yeah. uh, Just in that moment right there. Um, which I think is fantastic. So that's my number two Two. moment. Correct. Number two moment. And then my number one moment, I think in revenge of the Sith as a whole is, When Anakin gets his legs chopped off and just the entire exchange between Obi-Wan and Anakin, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that is the physical last connection that those have to, to Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi as, as we know them, you know, basically Um, when they come back together on the death star, it's mm -hmm. old Ben Kenobi and it's Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. There's no Anakin in that, in that monster at that time at all. At
2: that moment. He had been Darth Vader for 20 years. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Anakin
2: was gone. A lot of essentially dead. Yeah. Um, essentially. And the thing that I like from that scene. Mm hmm. Are you looking at your phone?
0: Hold on a second. I am. It's not loading. Don't
3: whiff.
0: Don't what? Don't whiff. Uh oh! What's that supposed to mean? Scott Inch is gonna look at this and be like, "What the hell is going on here?"
2: Yep. <laughs> you
3: know why? So then
2: <laughs> I still don't know how that happened. Like, where did the, how? Where did the ball go to come back?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like Happy Gilmore, but worse. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where that went. Guys, you got me confused.
2: All right. Physics
0: doesn't have that happening.
2: No, it's the force. But the one bit of dialogue from that that I always caught, and everybody glosses over for whatever reason, what does Obi Wan say to Anakin?
3: Stop Sorry, God. stop <laughs> it, Sean. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, that's Obi- enough.
2: <laughs> what does Obi Wan say to Anakin that Jedi aren't supposed to do or feel? Love. Exactly.
0: Well, what and what does Obi Wan every- have?
2: Listen, Obi Wan says to Anakin, he loved him. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone glosses over that. It's like you don't reference like Obi-Wan saying he loved Anakin when the Jedi aren't supposed to love. And it's like
1: <laughs> That was it's, until it's, after. You know, the it's fall. crucial.
2: It's crucial. And it's like, yeah, granted if you watch the Clone Wars, you know Obi-Wan did love Satine. Loved her. But, us. but Other than that, you hadn't really seen anything. But when Obi-Wan says, you were my brother, Anakin, I loved you. That is a big moment, not only for Anakin, but for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan was always the -the by-the-book Jedi, and then he says this to Anakin
0: in their last moment. It's funny because when I rewatched Revenge of the Sith, and I was actually re-watching it, my, my dad has always been the guy I watched The Mandalorian with now. Um I and I re wa- I rewatched Revenge of the Sith with him and it's so funny. He always says every time that he feels so bad for Anakin. Every time he watches it. Mm-hmm. Because he feels that even Obi-Wan was blinded.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: Obi-Wan had no idea what path he wanted to take. Because he was told one thing by the Jedi Council, Mm -hmm. and he was told one other thing by Qui-Gon. And my dad brought up this really great point. He said, he thinks that in that moment when Obi-Wan is staring at Anakin, that Qui-Gon is talking to him. I think so. Yeah, and he and he's not a big canon guy. My dad is just getting into Star Wars canning and, and really understanding it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Qui Gon is looking at him and saying, "What have I taught you? That yeah. What the Jedi have said is wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell him what you feel. Exactly, because what his fate, his fate is what I said. Yes, he is the chosen one. This is his path. Mm-hmm. It's now time for you to set down your path. And I agree with my dad a hundred percent on that. Yes. That he was weak. He was de- he was deceived by the rest of the Jedi Council mm-hmm. to follow their their bidding in many ways, you know, and lost track of what his teachings from Qui Gon were. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he said, "You know what? Basically, fuck it." Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck Easily, it. you get a lot of that in the uh, Master and Apprentice book.
0: Yes, uh, absolutely, and.
2: Honestly, that is a really cool idea that Qui Gon um, talked to Obi Wan there. That is a really cool, like, idea that that was a that could be a possibility.
0: I would love to see somebody edit that, like mm-hmm. just just take that scene and then edit that voice in there. Yeah, while he's staring you know, at Anakin, burning because
2: oh. Liam Neeson was supposed to reprise his role as Qui Gon in Revenge of the Sith as yeah. just a voice. But unfortunately, he was already filming another movie at the time, so he couldn't do been. it. So they cut it. Um, that's why so many years later, when they did the Mortis arc and Clone that's, that's why he came back. He felt he had that responsibility to be like I wasn't able to honor my role there. I need to do it here. Yeah. Yep. But my top five for Revenge of the Sith. Um, Five is the duel with Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. Yeah. Specifically Mm. when Obi-Wan gets taken out. Because Mm. if you notice in the beginning, Anakin's fighting style is more calm and not as aggressive. When Obi-Wan gets taken out and Dooku starts taunting him saying... You have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them. Right. That's when Anakin changes his fighting style to a more aggressive style,
0: mm-hmm. and he beats
2: Dooku. And we have Palpatine, pretty much like, "Hey, kill this dude!" Um, right. And it always it was always interesting to me that. Dooku never tried to get Anakin to stop. He never like tried to out Sidious or anything like that that I've noticed. I'm surprised I wanna know your guys' take on it. Like, why do you guys think that Dooku might not have said something? Or do you think it was Palpatine using the force to make like Dooku not able to like speak or anything like that?
0: That's an interesting point because Mm -hmm. when you see that moment, it it is almost like he has no words, like something, something's holding him back. He's completely gone from a a mode of, of being in power to a mode of fear. And I think as with any Sith, they resort to fear as their one power, Mm -hmm. except in that moment, it was a fear unlike anything else he has felt before. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest. Again, these are some of the things I wish it would have been cool to see is that I think he looked at Anakin and he didn't see Anakin Skywalker looking at him. He saw saw Vader? I think Palpatine put into his head the future of Anakin Skywalker. He saw something more menacing standing before him. I wouldn't be surprised if in that moment he was speechless because Palpatine was projecting onto his own Bidding his his individual that basically led them to this point and allowed him to complete the task that he wanted was actually to show him what Anakin was going to become, and in that moment he was like, "Oh my goodness gracious! Oh shit! Like <laughs> it's just, this yeah. guy's going to be so much more powerful than me," mm-hmm. and I think he just gave up. I think he was in such shock. And I think you're right, Andrew. I think that there's something that Palpatine did. He projected Anakin in a different
3: light onto Dooku. And that's what Dooku was off. never the person never the type of set to give up to. Yeah. Right. In, in my, right. in my mind. He was, and just seeing him uh stare blankly at uh Anakin just being choked up was so weird to see him like that. Exactly. Just,
2: yeah, that exactly. was always weird like, why didn't he go, like, Anakin, wait, I have something to tell you, or something like that.
0: Right, right. Because then, for his like, life.
2: if if Dooku was like, Anakin, wait, and then Palpatine said, do it, and stuff like that, and then Anakin did it, that would have been more impactful, I think.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that.
2: Um uh Four for me. Is the Order sixty six um, sequence uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only thing I would change is have all the Jedi go down fighting, not being shot in the back or anything like that. Have them all fighting.
3: Well, oh, I think yeah. I think I think they I think George did it great because of course these clones couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. They had to, point. of course, because they were. It was manipulated by, uh, of course, Sidious to do that. So Mm -hmm. it was just by chance by that they were behind them and not noticing it because that. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, I have no issues with Order sixty six. I just would have liked the Jedi to have like one final like.
3: No, I did too. I I did too, but I think it it still played out perfectly.
2: Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, well, I mainly wanted Plo Koon to go down fighting and not get shot down.
0: Yeah, that yeah, the out for Plo was a little.
3: Still, no, I hated Alia Casera's flopping death scene, though. Yeah. She just flops. It is. There's no structure or power to that.
2: She still deserves it.
0: No. You, again, all with the Alice Sakura, deserves it. Like, you should just create the, a shirt.
2: All the Jedi deserved it.
3: You poking then?
2: At this point, yes. I because get they, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll get into that later. Um, three is when Anakin makes his decision, um, not during when Palpatine's down, but in the Council Chambers when he's looking out the window, and Padme is looking back. That's oh, the one. Yes.
1: Oh yes.
2: That sequence itself. <laughs> There's no words, but there's so much oh, so much being spoken there.
3: She knows. <laughs> yeah, she knows, and she's uh, she still didn't believe it.
2: And honestly, for the longest time, I don't know how I never caught it, but I never realized like Palpatine was speaking to Anakin in his head. And yeah. I just figured it was just something Palpatine said to him earlier, and he's just remembering it. But it's no. Palpatine talking to him there.
3: So I also you know, believe like, that he uh, was talking yeah. I believe he was also talking to Padme.
2: I think so. Just
3: resisting it.
2: Yeah. And two is when Anakin sorry Darth Vader is given his title. Um, when he joins the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. Granted, yeah, you can say that sounds Palpatine is making is weird and stuff like that, but he just got shot in the face with a lot of lightning, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's going to be making a lot of weird noises. Um,
3: he's old; he he should be making noises anyways.
2: Yeah, um, but when Palpatine says, "Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader," Vader, and yeah. the Vader music plays, and it's just played perfectly.
0: It is.
3: It really is.
2: The only Jedi they show that feels the shift is Yoda.
3: Oh no! What did you say, Robin? (laughs) What? I
1: thought I thought we (sighs) stopped.
2: I hate when that
0: happens. What is going on down there? <laughs>
2: uh, for those who are confused, this is what Robin sent to the chat. If you can st- Yeah, they can't see it. Uh, nope, they can't see it.
0: Well, let me see if I can get it on mine, folks.
2: You might be able to. yes,
0: yeah, a lot better. Memes galore.
2: Um, but number one for me is the entire Anakin and Obi-Wan duel. Yeah. It's easily the best duel in any of the Star Wars films. Mm. Um, Yes, I love Duel of the Fates from Phantom Menace, but there's more emotion in this one than any of the other duels. And yeah, you can say it's too choreographed to have any emotion, but I felt emotion. I felt Anakin was trying yep. to kill Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan trying was to trying to survive. Or try yep. and save what's left of Anakin.
0: Like when he's choking Obi-Wan. Like in that yeah. moment, you're like, oh crap, he's yeah. got him.
2: Yeah, And that's not Anakin Skywalker starting fighting. That's, that's Vader. That's Vader. But we also do see a glimpse of that in Clone Wars when he's fighting Dooku and he grabs him. Yes. Right the throat that's a, that's a callback that I did like a lot in Clone Wars. There's a lot of those.
3: I, I wow. feel like Anakin was going back and forth going to go into Anakin to Vader. In those yeah, scenes. I
2: see that. Yeah. Um, but the cool idea that they had was during the fight, it's before they changed the candle for the crystals, but during the fight, Anakin's lightsaber was slowly supposed to turn red by the end.
0: Oh, because so technically, the, yeah, he's bleeding it at that point.
2: So, it, well, this was before, like, the... Right, um, right. Bleeding, but it would have been a cool thing to see the classic Skywalker saber being red.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that you're right in that, and I think that they could have later on explained the bleeding, like that mm-hmm. was him making that turn. Yeah, you know.
2: Um, but some um, people on YouTube heard about that, and then they actually made it so during the fight. It by the end of it, it is red. So that was a cool, That's um, cool. thing that they've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Battle of the Heroes, in my opinion, is better than Duel of the Fates.
3: Yeah, it really the sound is. Soundtrack alone, it. The soundtrack alone of v- 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 oh, Vengeance, Vengeance, Yeah, is it, <laughs> one of my favorite scores of all time, mm-hmm. too.
2: And it just felt like there was more emotion with Battle of the Heroes. Like, yeah, Duel of the Fates, it. It, not so much emotion, but like this had to battle had to finish like now or something like that. Whereas right. battle all the heroes, it's like two brothers, best friends fighting each other. Um,
3: yeah,
2: but, um, I guess I will get into my issues with, um, base window fully now. Mm-hmm. Um, Episode 1 and 2, I don't mind Mace Windu. 2, mm-hmm. he's kind of stupid. Um, this one, he's a straight-up asshole. Um, he goes as far as saying he doesn't trust Anakin. He sh- humiliates Anakin. Um, to, like, yeah. Granted, Anakin's on the council, but... It's their fault. So, the way it goes for some a Jedi to become a master is they have to complete a Jedi's training. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It is not Anakin's fault that he wasn't able to finish Ahsoka's training. It was Mace Windu's and the Jedi Councils themselves. So, Anakin's did deserve the rank of master, in my opinion. Um, What about you guys? What do you think?
3: Yeah, Yeah, I think he should have. Just because of like you said with us, Ah, Ahsoka didn't finish her training, but that's not completely his fault or her fault either.
2: Yeah, it was the Jedi.
3: It really was the Jedi.
0: It re- I mean,
3: Th- that's why Ahsoka left too. I mean, that's a she saw, why
0: it. She, left. she saw it, she saw everything that was happening. Um, she knew. That for her to be successful, and obviously what we've seen in Star Wars Rebels, for her to continue to live on
1: mm-hmm.
0: would be mm-hmm. to leave. And is something, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if Qui Gon was still alive, he would have ended up doing so. I think he would have saw all the corruption.
2: I, I honestly think he would have been on Dooku's side.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if if he survived, if they were to, if they were able to defeat Maul, right? Mm-hmm. They were able to get rid of him, and Obi Wan, and Qui-Gon went to face off against Dooku with Anakin, I think, like you said, I think it would have been a whole other thing. I think Qui-Gon would have sided with Dooku and would have said, hold on, you know. I think Qui-Gon sees the redeeming factors in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And where Dooku was very much a Sith, I think that he also kind of tugged the line a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. And I think Qui-Gon probably would have saw that and been like, ooh, you know, there's an opportunity here. Much like I had with Anakin. There's there's an opportunity here to try to maybe get Dooku back, my get my master back to the place where he was. At, at this
2: point, it's another issue I have with the Jedi themselves. So Yoda pretty much sends Obi Wan to kill Anakin. Or Obi Wan is under the impression he has to kill Anakin. Right. There's no thinking there's redemption or anything like that. So, the Jedi at this point, if you fall to the dark side, they pretty much think you're gone forever.
0: Pretty much. Where
2: they think there's no redemption. And that's the thing that I don't understand that they could believe at that point. And especially when Quinlan Vos turns to the dark side and he came back. So that's the thing that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me. And don't even comment to me saying that it's George Lucas's fault or anything like that. No, it's the Jedi being ignorant and stupid. Yes. Um. Let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack itself. Yeah. Um. If you had to listen to one of the um, scores from *Revenge of the Sith*.
3: Which would you go to? Probably Battle of Heroes. It's just—it's so, like you said before, it's so emotional. Mm-hmm. And every time, that's the one song, one uh, score on there that still gives me goosebumps Listen to yeah. it uh, more than uh, the other ones. Mm-hmm. Because every time I listen to it, I always go to that specific scene in my head I just replay it yeah and that John Williams does it beautifully too so mm-hmm. yeah I think
0: for me in particular it, it is that opening scene I mean I have the track name here it's Star Wars and the Revenge of the Sith is, is yeah. track number one um every time I pop in the CD and I hear that track it's uh-huh. uh, you know it's like okay I'm in the Star Wars universe again okay here I am You know, Mm -hmm. it's a reminder um, every time I listen to it. And I think the other part about it as well is it was so different. You know, you had the big drum beats to start off, Mm -hmm. very tribal sounding, and then you get right into this very long score. I mean, it's a seven-minute long song, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it just flows all the way into exactly what occurs. And there's so many different symphonic areas where, you know, the strings will pick up pace and then they'll stop and then the horns will come in. It's just really, it's unique in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And every time I think of that opening scene, I hear that score. And, uh, I mean, it's funny. The only thing I think about when I, you know, when we're talking specifically, um, about the, um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan score itself. Mm. Um, I think this is so bad of me. There was a there was a meme that went around for a while of that kid who was dancing to it. <laughs> and I was like, every time you hear this you dance like this to it. Um because it so is so there
2: is a beat you could <laughs> probably find a dance to it'd be difficult, but you could do it.
0: Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, another one is is at the very end, a new hope. the Mm -hmm. the end credits when you get that phasing of the empire theme to when leia is introduced to bail organa and his Mm -hmm. wife and then finally into tatooine and um luke's theme in there um Mm -hmm. that that the way that that was composed and flowed into each other was very emotional Mm -hmm. but the one that i have to go to is is the first one though there's so many great ones there's so many great ones yeah but um, that's the one at the beginning.
2: Mine would be probably Obi Wan versus Anakin. Yeah, I really like that score a lot. But honestly, it's not a like a long score. But um, Padme's funeral, and then it goes into Vader's um, theme oh, that's of good. the Star Destroyer. That's my one of my go-tos, um, but honestly, I'm going to cheat and just say the end credits um, score itself. Yeah. Because it goes into the regular Star Wars music, like every end credit does. And then... It goes into Leia's theme, it goes into the metal ceremony, battle of the heroes, and then it goes into the metal ceremony theme. And
0: it ends on we, that.
2: We had never... Mm-hmm. We hadn't heard that since
0: 1977.
2: Yeah, but and that, George came the end. That, that was really cool. That's um, true. That's one of the more underrated themes, in my opinion, is, is the throne room theme.
0: Yeah, the metal oh, yeah. ceremony theme. Yeah,
3: it's also one of my other favorite ones too. Very true.
2: Um, so, like the other reviews, um, what are going to be your make it or break it for Rise of Skywalker that you were, would would want to see carried over um, from Revenge of the Sith? Um, Sean, you can start.
3: Um, for make it I want uh, more uh, le- let more legends come in kind of like like the scene uh, with uh, Anakin and uh, Palpatine talk about like uh, I would love to see the kind of the sa- same thing, but also with uh, Kylo either Kylo Ren and Sidious or Rey and Sidious or I don't know. I just want more of, uh, like, legends talk of how Sidious became Sidious, too. I mean, that would be. Like, from his early days, mm. I mean, that would be really cool. Uh, for my break yet, uh. I, I. 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 Like, I really hate. Not hated. I didn't like Yoda's, like, presence in revenge of the sith okay okay just I could I could see why he was just be, just because of uh, of how he he didn't feel like a master at all during that whole revenge of the sith he was more I know he I mean cities Sid- uh, could have played with his mind without I mean it's kind of hard I don't know I mean I I hope they don't do the same thing for uh, Rise of Skywalker to, uh, like, to Sidious the same way Yoda was.
2: Yeah, eventually. I can see what, I can see what you, you're meaning uh, there.
3: You're
0: walking into Rise of Skywalker, essentially, Sean, with the idea of don't treat Palpatine when he comes into this like Yoda and have Kylo Ren end up overpowering him and then suddenly, you know what I mean, like... Yeah. You, you've built up Palpatine this much. It would make no sense to now make him look even weaker than somebody like Kylo Ren or Rey. Like, he's got to be a decent fight. He can't be... Yeah. Like, Yoda, Yoda, was, Yoda was just thrown
3: yeah, out to like, the side. Yeah. Yeah, Yoda felt too weak. I mean, Yoda was uh, the strongest he in the, was with in to the be, attack
2: To be fair, Palpatine is said to be the strongest Sith in the history of the Sith. And Palpatine did say he studied both sides of the force.
3: Yoda didn't. Yeah, oh, I I think he chose not to. Mm-hmm.
2: But as Palpatine says, to become a complete and wise leader, one must study all aspects of the force. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi.
0: So like you and I do, Andrew.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, so that that's that's my break it. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Don't, don't just don't treat Sidious as, as a as a, si- like a sidekick.
2: Don't treat yeah. Palpatine as a pushover because clearly if he's alive,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he ain't a pushover.
2: He ain't a pushover, especially if he's like a hundred and fifty. That's true. That's true.
0: Um, I think for my make it or break it, I think for Rise of Skywalker to make it, and I- I'll say this right now. It's gonna have to really do it because Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, and it, and it, it for me it's Revenge of the Sith and then Rogue One. Um, I, I I think it had such a profound effect on my love of Star Wars, and because it just hits so many different aspects. So for Rise of Skywalker, for it to make it for me, I mean you gotta have you gotta have a little bit of politics here because the oh, the yeah. Resistance, the the remaining piece of the rebellion. They're not going to get what they need. Those ships just don't suddenly show up when they want them to. There's going to have to be some politics involved for them to be able to get, you know, um, the Millennium Falcon obviously is like the centerpiece right now. It's all that's really left other than what we know from the comic book series that still lies out there in terms of Snap and and the rest of Black Squadron, but to get lando back into the picture and to have all these other people that they called out to on crate to Come want to want to come back into this picture knowing that there is such high stakes at hand here Um, you're gonna have to have politics You're gonna have to have Poe and the rest of the crew and maybe that's where Leia shows up That's her strength is in the politics and I think if they can do that properly and then suddenly they're rallying the troops, just like in Rogue One before they went off to try to steal the Death Star plans. And they were convinced by Admiral Raddus and the rest of them to attack Scarif. That's what we need. That's what made it so great in Rogue One. That's what it made it so great in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. uh, for the Battle of Endor and yep. the destruction of the second Death Star was that everybody was involved. Yep. It took a political mm-hmm. strength to be able to get the rest of the galaxy behind them to make this happen. Yeah, so that's that's my make it on that in particular.
3: That's why I liked about Revenge of Sith, especially when uh, Sidious is in the uh, the area and saying uh, the Jedi are or, or was that um, he, uh, what does he say? Like the
2: every the, single Jedi is a yeah. enemy of the Republic or
3: so, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so that's why I loved about that scene too. <laughs> yeah and then um my break it for me
0: which i, I really i, I don't want to see happen um in the rise of skywalker that occurred in specific in revenge of the sith is i don't need over dialogue in situations okay. um i think that the scene as important as it is where padme lands and then checks on anakin and obi-wan comes out from the ship and all that that entire sequence right there between anakin obi-wan and padme right there like in perspective i think that that definitely could have been shortened (laughs) there was a lot of just it it definitely could have i i i just feel like in there were specific moments where there was so much dialogue where there didn't have to be necessarily um Mm -hmm. there were certain Mm -hmm. things in terms of conversations that were being had between Anakin and Padme. Um, that I feel like they were dragged out a little bit longer because they were trying to get feelings out of each other. They were trying to show the husband-wife relationship to everybody. And that's, you know what, that, that, that's just not going to work for the Rise of Skywalker if that's what they're tr- they are they want to do. Because number one, Ray and Kylo are on a whole other different level. Um, you can't really have them talk a ton with each other. If yeah. it's going, to, if they're going yeah. to talk to each other, it's through the connective tissue that Snoke bound them together with. Um,
2: that, and, I'll and that's about my it. Theory for another
0: point. <laughs> I think I know where you're where you're going to go with that. Okay. Um, stay, stay the theory before the nineteenth.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do my best to stay away from having any theories going in.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because I think that all these films now. And it's funny now that we've rewatched the prequels in particular. Um, it makes you theorize even more on what the Rise of Skywalker is. I been.
2: definitely look at the Pringles in a different light now. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yep. Especially Attack of the Clones. For the longest time, I hadn't liked Attack of the Clones. But honestly, this rewatch, it definitely changed my view on Attack of the Clones. I did enjoy it a lot more.
3: That's awesome. Um, I, I agree with you. And just saying, I'm in the same boat. Yeah.
2: And the other thing that I noticed is. Anakin's progression in his different attire like yes. changed. Yeah. In, I was going I, to
3: say that too. In Phantom totally that.
2: he was in pretty much gray.
3: Yep.
2: Uh Tag the Clones, he was in brown. And then Revenge of the Sith, he's in straight up black. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting, and I'm surprised that Jedi never said, Hey, um, why are you wearing all black?
0: <laughs> <laughs> why are you wearing black leather?
2: Like um, um, but it's really cool to see like gray, it's kind of like in between brown. It's like, yeah, he's okay. He's on our side. And then black, it's like, he's just straight up going down a dark, darker path. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was very well done by George and the entire team, um, at the costuming department mm-hmm. to be able to actually decipher the difference between, The end of Phantom Menace as a boy when he's got his Padawan outfit on to Attack of the Clones, where he's wearing some little bit more of like the Padawan ready to become a Jedi Knight type Mm -hmm. outfit to being like, okay, this guy's straight up like goth, you know, heading towards the dark dark side right now. But
2: we will come back to that in Return of the Jedi. Um, Yes.
0: Luke goes through something very similar.
2: Yeah. Almost. Kind of almost the same way because Luke starts in white, he goes to gray, and then he goes to black.
3: Isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah, it's really cool. Um,
3: I wonder if Ray's gonna do the same thing with the well, we're
2: seeing seeing something kind of the reverse because she started in kind of like a grayish or kind of She was in
0: tan, she was in tan, Tan.
3: they're tan, and And then then she went to the gray,
2: gray, and now she's in all white.
3: Well, is or, she or. <laughs> does, she go, does she switch? Does, does she switch. go black?
0: Does she go to the Sith color? Does she wear black?
3: Yeah. It, it'll or be she do both. She, maybe she wears black and white. That'll
0: be
2: interesting.
0: Ying and yang, man. Ying and yang. Oh, I'm theorizing we got to stop.
2: Pretty much what Kylo Ren and Ray have been this uh, entire time. Uh,
0: stop. 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 I, we gotta wait till Thursday.
2: Well, look at it now. She's <laughs> wearing all white, and Kyle's in all black.
0: Yes. Oh, and then maybe. Oh, okay.
2: And then they fuck. What?
0: Breakfast thing.
3: Up. Come on. I don't want to hear this.
2: Then, during the sex, it's revealed that they're brother and sister.
3: This is not the mirror story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> really bad Netflix series. Or Game of Thrones. Or Game of Thrones, yeah, that's true.
2: I mean everybody loved Game of Thrones, so There's a lot yeah, of- but not
3: not, not everyone loves Cersei and uh and what's his name?
2: They still they still porked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that is such a crude
0: way of putting it, but I accept it. Yeah. Uh, but-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! None of you will get that, and we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Leave well, it at maybe, that. Well, maybe
2: maybe one person will get it, but she'll probably be mad at somebody. Um, but my make it or break it is I would like something on the idea of Palpatine and Anakin's talk, uh-huh. but the verse where it's the Jedi mm.
0: that Ooh. is being
2: talked about.
0: Ooh. Because
2: right. it, it could be Luke, because he says a thousand generations live in you now. So that's the that
3: really opposite of what I want.
2: <laughs> so it would be really interesting. Am I might break it? <sighs> if they just fall. No, not that.
3: If they all just died?
2: No, I'd be fine if they all just died. Um, if they play it too safe
3: go on go out
0: scram you fuckers
2: if they play it too safe because <laughs> Revenge of the Sith they okay if they make it don't make it as dark as it should if they pull back and make it too kind of kid friendly a kid friendly PG-13 that will be my break it there because with Palpatine back and a lot of stuff. It can be one of the darker Star Wars films.
3: This thing we can't be Force Awakens. It just can't it was pretty dark.
2: Yeah, it until this moment, it's the darkest Star Wars film.
0: Master Skywalker, what are we going to do?
2: Die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I enjoy I love you. What's the de- what's the death to- total in Revenge of Someone find that out for us
1: that oh, It's got
3: to be it? up there. It's got to be are, up
2: there. Are we counting clones as well,
3: or just yeah, they just up? drop like
0: flies half the time?
3: I don't know. I'm just saying, the deaths on screen.
2: Deaths on screen.
3: I'd say up there 200.
2: I could see that. Okay, what's the death toll going to be? Are we talking death toll for Rise of Skywalker or Revenge of the? Sea? Might as well.
0: We just said Revenge, yeah. revenge of so, the. Yeah. So so.
2: What do you guys think the death toll is going to be for Rise of Skywalker?
3: 120. I was going to say 150.
2: I say the entire Republic fleet dies. There's easily 100, 200 ships there. So if that is the ghost from Rebels, it's Jason Sindula.
0: He dies. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Bad prediction! Boo! Jason lives. Yeah, he could die. Jason lives. <laughs> ah, whatever. Um, you guys can have your D- Jason death. Uh
2: Um. If, if there's. If there's you want
3: Jason, why don't you go marry him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: Uh,
3: oh, goodness. Not going there.
2: Uh the, the mixed human Twi'lek DNA, it's, it's just weird. Mm. So mm. now, now seeing Jason Syndulla is half human and half Twi'lek, does that mean whenever he has a kid, it's going to come out half and half as well? It would kind of have to. This conversation. Would it not?
0: It matters if he marries another Twi'lek or if he marries...
2: Well, a human. Even then, because he's half and half.
3: His kid's gonna be green no matter what. <laughs> Isn't it, doesn't genetics skip a, a, a generation?
2: I don't know. I don't have any kids, so I don't know.
0: That's like when Obi Wan said a thousand generations, you know? It's like. All kids are different.
1: Yeah. What are you going to do?
0: What is Andrew's... What is Andrew's line for that? Bye. Yeah! There it is. There it is right there.
2: Will we see Coruscant again?
3: Yes. Please.
2: Coruscant is one of those planets that's really underappreciated. Yep.
3: 100%. Uh, but, I did um, love uh, Kashyyyk as well.
2: Yeah. Well... I mean, that...
3: That was a cool scene at all, but it was too too much, I think. The I, I, can agree of with
2: that. I can agree with that. Um, it was the first live action stuff we saw for Kashyyyk. Yeah. Before that, it was back to the Royal Republic, and we went to Kashyyyk and saw a little bit more of it. Um, but um, not really much spoilers, but in Jedi Fallen Order, you do go to uh, Kashyyyk and pretty stuff cool. like that. So it's pretty cool. Pretty uh, cool. Um, but. Um, it is unfortunately that time we like to call plug time. So, Robin, where can the people find you across social media?
0: Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets, Instagram at the official vote, for everything happening
3: here at the podcast. Sean. Uh Twitter Thomas Show One. Instagram at it's Zosie. Um, follow me music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp Camp SoundCloud. Band band and Facebook.
2: Alright, you guys can find me on Twitter at agarish1 One. Instagram, andrew62592
0: YouTube at <laughs> What?
2: Nothing, go ahead <laughs> That's the same tactic that Robin uses I don't appreciate it
3: I'm not sorry Wait, what do you mean?
2: When I try to call Robin out on something he's like, nothing, continue is he's a giant puss. And he takes it up the butt. And in the air.
3: Finish your plug time.
2: <laughs> and you can find me on YouTube at Command and Nerd. Um, I decided I am going to wait and just do the um, Rise of Skywalker opening night um, upload for next week and everything like that. So. Unfortunately, there won't be an upload this week. Wow. It'll be um, next Friday.
1: Saturday emoji.
2: You guys are gonna have to live with it. Um, and as we always say at the podcast, well, it's Same not really—it's not—it's not really a network anymore. But at Brick City Blockade, hey, the force, me. May
0: the force be with
3: you. May the force be with you.
0: Always, sometimes. Goodbye. Andrews mean to me